心。I think it's good. Yeah, this is all right. This is sweet. We got good levels. Um, yeah. I mean, we can. I'm just gonna keep letting it run, and then we can cut it whenever we want. You know? All right. What do you record on? Audacity. You know. Audacity. Okay. I don't know what that is. It's just like ancient. Oh, okay. It's free, so that's why that's I like nice. it. <laughs> it's always a good quality. It's, um, yeah, especially for, like, a broke college student. Um, I like, it's, like, very easy to use, which I'm not opposed to. Because I honestly have no idea what I'm doing when I, like, edit these things. Yeah. Like, people are like, do you cut it? Like, do you, like, add all these crazy effects? It's, like, whatever, like, it puts it on the microphone yeah like whatever the quality is i don't i don't know if there, there probably is a way to adjust it that i just like just don't worry about it though. yeah and like i feel like it would just be a lot more work and yeah so pretty much what, what i put on spotify is just like the raw content oh that's interesting yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> just slap like you you have you heard like the the intro music i don't know if you forget how it, what it's like but yeah and charles like made it for me oh really yeah <laughs> that's funny so yeah, it's right. pretty good. But yeah, we got a uh, Alex Cowling on, folks. Yeah, um, glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-woo>! <laughs> All right, yeah. Episode year thirty six, I believe. Thirty six. That's yeah. a good number. Yeah. Right. Um. First, I'd like to just take a moment of silence. It's uh. First snowfall of the year, and many people, many people have fallen today. I haven't witnessed any. Have you witnessed any people fall? Uh, no, thankfully. Yeah. It would be kind of funny, though, but no, I haven't seen anyone. My roommate said he slipped, so I'm sure there's people out there that might have caught the slippage and kind yeah. of bit the dust, you know? Well, we just hope it's on recording, cause, or that someone recorded it, because it's better recorded than not recorded. I know, I know, yeah. I know. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, if I'm gonna fall, at least get the get it on recording, because I'm not gonna fake a fall for the recording. It's a, I mean? yeah. yeah. All right. Just make a bunch of crackles <laughs> for the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so, five seconds, folks. Audience, join us in. I thought about that on the way over here. I was like, this would kind of be funny. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhat cringy, but also kind of funny. Yeah. Um, So, kicking it off, we're in kind of a different setting than I'm used to. Yeah. We're out here in my den, attached to my room. Yep. Uh, Gowling and friends live on... Lathrop's, Lathrop Street, like, right outside Camp Randall, and, you know, I just took my little car over here, a little Corolla, I call her, uh, Selena, shout out Selena, Selena for getting me here, okay. had a, had a wipe the snow off of her, she was, uh, caked in snow, so, 
Um, is she named after Selena Gomez by any chance? No affiliation. No, no affiliation. Okay. Yeah, a lot okay. of people like to think that. Yeah, I don't know. I would respect that. I, I was a big Selena Gomez fan growing up. I'd say. Yeah, she. Uh, didn't her and Beaver date for a while? Yeah, at least allegedly. I th- yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, definitely back in the did. day. Back yeah. in the day, though. Only the real ones remember that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, interesting times. I don't even know. What was she like? Was she on shows or something? How did she get popular? Um, she's a Disney. She was on Disney shows like Wizards of Waverly Place and stuff, and you know. Were you were you into those kind of shows? Uh, honestly, like a little the, bit. You... I kind of like like I watched them. Cause my um, I don't know. My sister was really into shows like that. My cousins, um, I don't know, just kind of like peripherally enjoyed it. Like, were you like? I'm just trying to think, cause I I was like a big Nickelodeon guy. Oh, fair, yeah. I'd say my favorite channel, like I kind of, um, I really liked Cartoon Network, and I really liked when Disney XD was on, cause um, yeah, those were the best. What was me. that? Do you know what it stands for? I don't even know. I XD. don't know. Is it like the cringy like? face like the xd type oh thing. Like, I, I think that? so i think so i'm not sure if it actually has a yeah name, though. but yeah um yeah for those some, are the best shows for some reason i would like never go i never watch many disney shows i would always watch like, yeah drake and josh iCarly, yeah. spongebob spongebob squarepants probably one of my favorite like shows going on yeah I, I watched like a fair amount of spongebob but not nearly as much as a lot of people i know like i don't know i couldn't quote like or i couldn't pick out a specific episode if i tried like i remember a lot of things from it but yeah i kind of enjoyed like all sorts of shows but he's a variety guy. yeah variety guy variety. yeah mm-hmm. until i found something i really liked and usually that would be on cartoon network or like i really liked pokemon growing up that oh was, really that was a big thing do for you me. and do you and alex talk about pokemon I know oh yeah alex sometimes is a huge pokemon yeah guy. yeah sometimes we'll talk about it you know um you hear did you hear that um ash won the world championship last week yeah well yeah. what was that i don't know apparently he won <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Like I don't know. He, they like. I think do they, they do that show. every year? No, I think it's like the, they made a show where he like actually just won like the whole world. Like I don't know. He won the world. Or um, they had like a world championship. Like he usually goes around in the specific regions, but they made it so he, there was like a um championship between like people of all regions or whatever so he won the whole thing and it was like has that never been done by ash before no what, what does he not. normally win he normally he like normally wins, wins the like gym the, yeah like the leagues like he'll win the gyms and then he'll win the league of each and then the show's over but now they like combined they made a show where they like he was actually at Did like some, the like, world Olympics stage something. yeah basically yeah I mean, I didn't watch it or anything. But, yeah. but I, no, like, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Like, is this like a timeline thing? Like, if, did one of the games say, like, in 2022 he's going to win or something? No. I was just, like, <laughs> no, I was just so confused by that. No. But, yeah. Weird thing is he hasn't really aged. Um, you know, 10 years old, got Pikachu for the first time. Never really grew up at all. Yeah, he seasons. still looks the same. Yeah. One theory I saw was that um maybe in like the pokemon world like every year is 
3,000 days or something, and then they could kind of account for his slow aging. But <laughs> Every what? Every, like, so, on, um, I forget what planet it is, but, like... Oh, it's like, not even on Earth? I thought it no, was... No, 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 like, like, it is on Earth, but they're saying, like, in, like, an alternate... Maybe it is in an alternate Earth or a different planet, and that the days are 3,000, or there's 3,000 days in a year, like, because there's some planets so where the days aging. are, yeah, yeah, there's some planets where the days are, or the years are like that. Dude, I was watching, have you ever seen Interstellar? I haven't, I oh think I've seen parts, but. Gad and, Gad and Alex are huge Interstellar Yeah, they watch fans. it, like, every week, so does so the actually? <laughs> yeah, or at least they try to watch it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched it this past Sunday. And yeah, they go they go on this one planet and yeah they like. Well, have you seen it before? I haven't. Uh, well, they like get yeah. stuck there for a little bit, and like in the planet, it's only like like it's only like minutes go by. But then when they get mm-hmm. back on on the ship, the, they like left a guy up there because he couldn't like yeah. come with. And the guy was like, he was twenty, and now he was like seventy. <laughs> <laughs> and they were only gone yeah. for like twenty minutes. He's yeah. like, guys, you took too long. That's wild. <laughs> that, that was so funny. Yeah, that, that stuff's fun. Good. Um, I've seen a lot of really good movies. Um, I missed some of the really good ones though, like Interstellar. But Brandon has this like poster down in his room where it's like top 100 movies of all time or whatever, oh. and you like scratch them off when you watch them. Yeah, there's so Alex many. Alex has one of those like, too. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Have there's, you seen most of those? I know um, you I've have seen Pulp Fiction least, back like, here. Yeah, I've seen at least like half of them. I'd say. Yeah. Um. One one of my favorites on there was this sh- this movie called City of God, which I was really surprised that they had it on there because it's a Brazilian movie, but it's like it's like this gangster movie, but it's like filmed like a documentary, and um, these kids just grow up um, and become just like kingpins and just like I don't know, it's like a gang, it's kind of like a mobster movie, but it's just like. Their kids base it, do you know it's, what it's, it's called city of god city of yeah. god it's worth watching hmm. especially yeah especially if you like interesting like film styles is it filmed differently it's just like um or like the kind of this the way they did it like the documentary and like the narration like it, it kind of seems cheesy in a way but like it's really cool the way they do it hmm. i guess you'd have to watch it but yeah yeah that's a good one is interesting what are i don't know why but this first snowfall has me in this like christmas mood now yeah what do you what are your thoughts on like winter i guess um personally um i grew up skiing a lot so i mean i my I was lucky that my family's always taken me to Colorado in the winter, so I've grown up really enjoying skiing, and that's kind of like I associate it with winter, so it's nice to have that, because, I mean, I still don't like the cold, um, and I don't think anyone really likes the cold, and walking to classes sucks, that's for sure. Um, Christmas is nice, though. Like, uh, Christmas music is good for about a week, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is anyone in the house cranking it right now? Oh, not yet. Not yet. I'm sure it's, it's it sure will come. Just, Yo, yeah. yeah I can crazy. guarantee he probably is going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like... I, I, I used to say that winter was my favorite season, but now I think I'm a little bit too sensitive to the cold to say that anymore. But, so... I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite season anymore. <laughs> That's sadness. Yeah. If you had to pick one, like, you, you probably couldn't. Kind of lost, like, I don't know. It, it used to be winter? It used to day. be winter because, I don't know, I, I I skied more when I was little, I'd say. Like, I still ski, like, a fair amount, but I don't go out of my way on weekends and stuff to ski, really. Um, I mostly just go on, like, the ski trips with my family. But, um... Yeah, I used to, like, love sledding and stuff like that. Um, Did the so cold just not bother you as much back then? Like, yeah, do I don't know. I guess it was more worth it. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I get this thing where my hands, like, freeze up really bad, and I just don't like it. And I, I don't think I used to have it as bad as I do now. But Like, uh, they just don't move? Yeah, or? it's uh, Raynaud's disease. My cousin has it, too. It's kind of it kind Oh, of it's just like sucks. a condition or yeah, something? Yeah, it just sucks. It's like, once they get cold, they kind of don't warm up, and they start to hurt. Um, oh, so that's kind of such a bummer. Yeah, that's kind of one reason that I don't like it as much. But I don't know. I still really like to ski and stuff, and the snow is pretty, and kind of the vibes of winter are nice. Yeah. But yeah, I like fall and spring too. Something about summer, I I like kind of like it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say I like it as much as the average person relative to the other seasons. Yeah, I agree with that. Something. Yeah. Something about summer, like it's it's. It's, like, obviously a favorite for many reasons, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't, for me personally, I don't think it would be, I'm a, I'm a big fall guy. Yeah, I agree. Like, fall's nice. But this, this snow today has got me feeling some type of way, like, <laughs> actually. Would you go as far to say that summer is overrated? Yes, definitely. Okay. <laughs> and okay. that might be a hot take. Hot take, take yeah. Literally hot take. I'm okay um, with that. I, Yeah. Um, I, but I think if within seasons, like I wouldn't say, I don't think I could say for certain that spring's my favorite season, but that first, like that first kind of like, um, wave of hot air in the spring is probably my favorite, like couple weeks of the year. I don't know. It's just refreshing. I'd say. Yeah. When it hits like 40. Yeah. 50. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice cuz we're all acclimated to being like all cold yeah. and everything and then just like the instant it even hits above I remember last year like even 30 felt like really nice. Like 35 yeah. I was like it's kind of heating up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy, man. Mhm. Right. Yeah, are you uh are you going to the to the Axe game? The Axe game. Um Next we'll see if I'm going. Um, definitely hosting a tailgate, so it depends. Are you gonna be there? At the yeah, I'll wait the axe game. That's it. That's here, right? Minnesota game, yeah. Yeah, but it's Minnesota, it's a home Wisconsin. game. Yeah, I'll be here and everything. Um, just matters if we can if we can keep the tailgate under control. Whether who, yeah. uh, who's going to the game, you know. Um, one, because I've gone to games for um since I was little, so I've kind of gotten that experience many yeah. times. But, um is nice because uh my family my grandparents and my even my great-grandparents went to uw 
just interesting. Really? So, so like, you you were like kind of raised a badger then? Yeah, I was born here, but didn't grow up here. I grew up in Appleton. Um, yeah, but I was I was I kind of knew like in high school. Um, at the end that I was going to go to UW. I kind of, like, I only applied two places um, because I just knew that I didn't really want to go too far away. I feel like that's common with most in-state kids in Wisconsin. Like yeah. Our school system is actually pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. I, I think UW's, they call it a public IV or whatever. I think it kind of, really? I'd say parts of it live up to that. That's funny. I didn't. I didn't know that was. A yeah, thing. that's like a thing I, I hear a lot in like the philosophy department. They're like people call Wisconsin like public Ivy, um, Michigan definitely a public Ivy. Um, Wisconsin's like borderline. I'd say. Yeah. <coughs> what? Yeah. So what other place did you apply to? Minnesota, oh, and I got in there pretty quickly, so I didn't really have to apply anywhere else. So I figured if I didn't get into UW, then I'd just go to Minnesota. Yeah. But got into uw so i was happy about that you're like filling out the application for yeah. uw and it's like do you know anyone that's like gone here in your uh, family yeah it's like, it's like everybody's... a list of like 10 people yeah it's so, that's so crazy yeah my sister's applying right now so hopefully she gets in here she wants to go here too which isn't much of a surprise i guess yeah but yeah so she's she's a senior then. yep so nice. we're both seniors so we both go through we're both good. like I was applying to med school as she's applying to college, which is yeah. interesting. Just as like in what's that? She's kind of finishing middle school as I was in high school. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. It's an, yeah, it's an, it is an interesting age interval. Yeah. Especially for the grades. Mm-hmm. For sure. Is, did she play tennis too in high school? No, she's actually um, no tennis. Yeah, she's actually like very into theater. And she's she's been doing like comedy lately, like improv shows, which is interesting. Mm. She, yeah, kind of makes me feel like yeah, because I I know I'm a, a, at least as funny as her, so it kind of makes me feel like maybe I'm I'm funny because she's uh, you know doing improv. Yeah. And she's funny and well, she's objectively. Do you funny. think she'd say that like oh, yeah. about you? Yeah, I think so. Or would she be like, we're not that funny? Uh, um, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she's, she, she, yeah, she's doing she, improv, though? Yeah, it's tough. Like, I could never do that, honestly. That's so cool. I don't know anyone that does that. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Like, Have you, like, listened to some of her? Uh, not much yet, because she just kind of started this thing. Um, I just know, like, I've watched her in a lot of, like, theater performances, and she kind of, they kind of, like, typecast her as, like, the funny roles, and, like, um, Appleton North, uh, did a Spongebob show, and she was Plankton, which is really funny. Oh, gosh. And, um, but, yeah. So, yeah, I think me and my sister are probably funnier than our parents. <laughs> Yeah. Would your parents get mad if you if they heard that? Oh, they might be listening. They probably. Oh, that's a yeah, that's a good consideration. But I I think they understand. <laughs> I think they understand. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my parents my parents be going to bed at like nine p.m. every night. Really? Yeah. You think they're listening? So crazy. Maybe I doubt <laughs> it. They're probably like, "Who is this guy? Who's How this is guy? going?" <laughs> yeah. Right. 
I just had this crazy thought. Because we met... We met through tennis. Yeah. Which yeah, is kind of so, wild. Like, yeah, we never, like, officially met, but, like, we kind of just like knew, knew each of other. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I know I know all the North kids were, like, you guys always knew me as just, like, the pusher at four singles. Yeah, we were know? terrified so, of you. Yeah. We were all terrified <laughs> of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, the tennis days were fun. Yeah, um, dude. And then <laughs> you were at one. Or were you, you I, went I went two from one to two. Um, I... No, I went from three to one to two, which is interesting. Really? But yeah, because we had our freshman, uh, me here, he was really good. We were like actually really equal. Our challenge match was pretty ugly, I'd have to say. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. Um, even playing two, it was a, it's a lot less pressure, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a fun time. And honestly, I thought CJ was probably harder to play than Grant at Oshkosh West. Really? Yeah. Do you think they're listening? Maybe, yeah, if they see you, you know, they might they might check it out. Oh, maybe cut that out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I haven't played tennis that much lately, though. I haven't either, man. Yeah, I kind of picked up the racket again. Yeah, it's just tough in the winter. I guess it you is. got the tennis center here, but... Yeah, it's just not nearly as convenient, at least for me in Appleton. Um, I worked at the tennis center. Oh, even, you did? So, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so I got to play whenever I wanted. Um, but yeah, now it's just so inconvenient. Like, catch the parking sucks, so you gotta like catch a bus and stuff to go to Nielsen. Usually, um, the walk is a little too far. Yeah, so, yeah. And the Lakeshore courts, though they're nice, but they fill up so fast. Yeah. Never like, especially like in the spring, like right when it gets warm again, they're just packed. Yeah. Yeah, I. I'd say I like playing outside better. Yeah. Yeah, I... I the inside the walls feelings. are so constricting sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think I'm better at playing inside. I don't know if I like it better, though. Because I used to be more of, like, a... Pot, like, I kind of rely on my serve a little bit and, like, my hard forehand. And outside, you definitely have to grind more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Because if there's a little bit of wind, you yeah, can't Yeah, I was going to say, especially your, when you get the wind going. Yeah, your shots aren't going to be as, um, like, consistent, or you're not going to be able to hit them the exact same. Yeah. But yeah. I still love tennis, though. I just haven't played it for a while. The sun, too, bro. The sun oh, just be getting shit, in my yeah. eyes. and Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I swear, it always I'd throw the ball up to serve, and then I'd be like, "Oh, right there!" It's just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I like, I just remember hitting serves like I'd just go blind halfway through, but I'd still hit it. And like, be like, I, I think it's coming down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, did I make it or not? And then yeah, sometimes it lands in, and you're like, oh. You're oh, like, oh, sweet. I just hit a blind serve. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's what I was gonna bring up though. So. It's weird throughout life because when I, like, when I went into elementary school, like, I only met kids in, like, my elementary school, and I didn't even know about, like, kids in other elementary schools. (laughs) It's like, is this the only elementary school? Yeah, Yeah. and then as, like, you go on, you, you, like, meet more people, like, further and further distant, and I, I feel like I saw the trend developing, like... Then I went to middle school, and then, like, some of that's where some of the elementary schools combined. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I, like, knew of other middle schools. 
but I would, yeah. and like we'd play, you know, middle yeah. schools and basketball and stuff. But I would be like, oh, I'm never gonna like be friends with those kids. Like I, I don't know how I'd ever yeah. meet them. And then of course, like you go to high school, and then you're like, like oh, where'd you go to middle school? And it's like not even the same middle school. Yeah, I feel like sports definitely is like a very common type that kind of like it's almost like a good predictor of who your friends are going to be because you like get to high school you don't know anybody you're like yeah. oh i know you from tennis um, or like you get to college and i was like oh yeah. jeremy yeah. I, know I, I, I don't know how you. i didn't like see the trend coming for college either yeah it's like i was like i always knew you but like yeah i didn't i guess i didn't even think about the fact that you're going to madison yeah like, i didn't think about that either i was like kind of surprised it's like i think i remember seeing you like be on langdon or some shit like uh i think i was walking down langdon with some friends it was like you know um weren't that used to uh intoxication yeah um, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> a good like, way to put it yeah i was like oh jeremy oh my gosh <laughs> you played tennis yeah. that's right it's like oh i yeah. do remember that yeah. dude i forgot who you were with yeah we just I don't talked for like half an hour i'm pretty sure yeah I remember, like, yeah, that was, fre- I think that was even maybe freshman year. And, yeah, it definitely was. And, like, I, I literally texted my group chat, like, my tennis group chat. Oh, God. We got this baby. makes a noise? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's really God. a disturbing noise, actually. It's, uh, Gowing's got, like, baby Yoda stuffed animal. Yeah. What's his it's name? Like, I forget what his yeah, name is. Grogu. 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 Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> but anyways, I was, yeah, we were talking, and then I, I think I... I just Snapchatted the group chat because it was. I thought it was yeah, so funny. Yeah, like, I told my friends none of too. us actually really talked to you, but we all like knew you and like yeah. saw your name on the flight. Like any time we played you guys, so, yeah, like, it was just kind of funny to actually be like, because we both knew of each other. Yeah, I told like I definitely talked. immediately told like like at least you know Surya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is one of my closer tennis friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I had him on a, the radio show. Oh yeah, 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 that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, no, I, I just I just I just think that's really interesting, and now like I'm gearing up to apply to like grad schools and yeah, it's like it's I I think this is gonna be different though, just because I'm gonna probably go to a school that I don't know anyone, yeah. so it could be surprised though. It'll I'll, it'll definitely be like a push outside of my comfort zone. I feel like yeah, yeah. fingers crossed I get in though. Yes, yeah, I, I, I guess about, I'm assuming yeah. I get into some. Let's say for like the weird part is like the majority of people you ask them what they're where they're gonna be in a year they're not they don't know especially with seniors in college yeah like, I'll, like i'm gonna I find mean, it right so now, interesting yeah. even like a year from this day like november because oh, yeah. we'll all be done with school like anyone yeah we'll probably most of the people that aren't going on to like continuing their education will get a job maybe yeah. in state yeah. maybe maybe far yeah Yeah. a lot of people are trying to go to like texas and stuff texas yeah that's what i've heard like at least like brandon aiden like with the coding and stuff they want to go is that where the big i guess so i don't know yeah yeah and one of abby's roommates wants to move to texas i I don't know what the thing is about texas but i didn't realize that yeah i guess people a lot of people also just like want to go where it's warmer yeah too um yeah I, I like I definitely like the warmth, but me getting really excited for snow, like I, I wasn't even excited about it, and then it started snowing. I was like, for mm. some weird reason, I like missed it, and I was like, yeah. this is kind of nice. Yeah, I feel like if I were in somewhere where there wasn't snow, I'd feel kind of like weird in the winter if there wasn't snow. Yeah, I feel like it. It almost get boring. 
Yeah. Know, just have the same weather every day. Mm-hmm. Just sweating up a storm. But yeah, so you said you were thinking about med school? Yeah, so I already applied and everything. Kind of waiting on interviews oh, and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard back from any? Or? Um, I haven't heard from most of the ones that I want to go to. Okay. But I heard I got some rejection so far. So at yeah. least at I least mean, that's I, pretty typical in med yeah, schools though. Yeah, it's really hard to get interviews, but you know, I was almost relieved to get my first rejection. <laughs> oddly enough, because I was like, you know, at least I at least they got my application at least they know i exist <laughs> yeah it's like yeah um because when was the cycle due uh, you have to apply in like the it's summer right? weird yeah it's like they say this like a lot of times this it's not actually due until like now like november december but you have to you almost have to apply like um in the summer because is it a rolling application? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, that's why. See, my grad apps aren't rolling, so yeah. I, it's due December 1st, so, so yeah. I'm going to submit so November 29th, you know? Yeah. Hey, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Where are you applying, then? Mm, bunch of schools. Bunch of schools? Yeah. Uh, across the country, or just Midwest? or? I'd say, like, half in the Midwest, and then Arizona's kind of the oddball on yeah. the West Coast. There's a weird, like, connection. Or I looked... um. I was thinking about applying there for medical school, but I kind of, I concluded that I didn't really want to go that far, but they they kind of have like a disproportionately high number of students from Wisconsin. Really? Right? Which is weird. Yeah. Not like a ton, but like. How do you know that? Were you looking I at was looking the at their stats? map of well, like this, their, this their class school, profile. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I have a feeling like that. Like from the, U, from UW? From. Or just like. Yeah, UW. Wisconsin I think it was from forget i think it was just this it was showing the states and it was like um it was showing like the states that their class was from and they were like more than one or two from wisconsin hmm. when the rest of them were all out west for arizona and i imagine like there's probably a fair amount of um people from wisconsin that are considering arizona for grad school too so i feel like the mindset is like a lot of people really want to go out east. A lot of people really want to go out west. If you're, if you like the Midwest, you're probably going to also consider places that are west, but not California. You know what I mean? It's, I guess that's kind of my thought process. Yeah. Yeah. The weather in Arizona is crazy, though. It's yeah. So hot there. Yeah. I was thinking about that a lot, but it was like. I don't know. I'd always pick them to win it all in March Madness. And I know this sounds super cliche, but like, I, I just, I guess that was kind of, I think just subconsciously one of the first schools that popped into my mind when I was yeah. looking at it. It's a big name. It had, uh, it had some good research and I was like, yeah, yeah this is cool. I could, I could yeah. get behind a pond So you, you just... applied to Phoenix then? The, the no, I did, uh, that, that's Arizona State. I applied to, oh, yeah. um, U of A in Tucson. Oh, okay, okay. Which is, like, I think an hour away from yeah. Phoenix, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I always took them. Because I don't think... I don't even know. Does Air, does ASU ever go to March Madness? Um, Occasionally. Yeah, I, I feel know. like it's more U of A. They always yeah, get, like, the one seeds. Yeah, I forget. I think they have a couple locations. U of A. Oh, do they? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, um, maybe it's not in Tucson, then. They they definitely have one in Tucson, but they might also have one in Phoenix. Oh, I kind okay. of I kind of forget how it works. Yeah. But... Yeah. Either way, it'd be Either down. Either way, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, yeah. I guess I didn't, 
I didn't look at the cities I was applying to too much. More just like the states. You know? Yeah. Like what, yeah, what state am I going to end up at kind of thing. Yeah. So it was mostly like Arizona, like I said, was like the one West Coast one. I'm applying to mm-hmm. like University of Iowa, University of Michigan. Yeah. I, um, Wash U at St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure you probably heard of that from med school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to apply there, but I decided not to. Cause I that's figured... a, I think that's, is that a public university? Ah, yeah, uh, shoot. I don't know. Maybe not. I think it's, but I know that that it's really good. Like though. the educational quality is up there with the IVs. Cause I know yeah, you said like, it's Wisconsin's one of the hardest like medical IV. schools to get into. Yeah. So what I, what I like decided, I was like, you know, if I get in there, then I'm probably going to get in here and I kind of want want to go here so <laughs> that's fair that's so it's like you know i'm not gonna waste my time and my mental energy yeah some of those I, I had that too yeah where i was like i just i just i just kind of said screw it and i was like if i'm applying to all these schools i might as well just have like a total reach school that i probably have yeah no that's fair because you yeah you can get into those it's like very possible yeah and people it's a lot different than undergraduate where it's like a much more difficult thing to get into those yeah there's not really like as many exceptions or anything but like when when people see you as a good fit then they'll like even if you're like not as qualified maybe as like some other people if they see you as a good fit or like good personality or something they sometimes will pick you over those other people yeah and uh, people do like really look at UW highly. I think. Yeah. But I get that sense. I get that too, which is yeah. cool because I I didn't yeah. really know that when I applied here. Yeah. But then as you kind of like go on, you realize like, that mm-hmm. it is like a top university yeah, in the nation. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. pretty cool. To like think people about. doubt that they're that good, but then they look at like the turnout of like how successful people are. Like, yeah. And it's like one of the highest. My PI was telling me that he was saying that like there was like a recently like a review published in. I think like science or something and it looked at like top five <laughs> universities which led to like tenured professor professorships i think in mm-hmm. stem and like out of the top five like one of them was uw which yeah. is super surprising because like if you were to name like five of the best schools like uw mm-hmm. would not be in the top five you yeah, know you yeah, name you... a ton of ivies you know harvard mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even think harvard was in the list like yeah i think just... i think like unc was oh they must have been naming publics no no there, there was private too. too yeah okay. yeah which i just found is really crazy yeah like, oh yeah i think yeah. Well, also just like the volume of people that go through UW is crazy. Like, yeah. So the class is Well, so I guess, big. yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that because private don't have 40,000 students, no, right? No, no. Like, I, I don't know how many students Harvard has, but I would assume it's, it's not. It's a lot less. 40,000. I, I, I don't really know what it is, but it's probably between 5 and 10K. Yeah. That's my guess, but I don't know. Yeah, so what, what places did you look at? Did you, med school, it, you just sent out a ton of apps. Yeah, right? I ended up applying to 15, though. Oh, I, my gosh. Um, is it, like, a common app where you can... Yeah, but okay, then there's second. Nice. So the primary is a common thing, and then the secondaries are school-specific. And I applied mostly to Midwest schools. And um, So are there secondaries automatically for all of them or do they if they reject your primary does it um most of them will i'd say like 95 percent of schools just automatically send you secondaries some of them kind of screen you out first but um most of them they'll just you you submit your secondary and then you hear about interviews and whatever 
But yeah, I, I kind of like just chose a bunch of Midwestern schools that I wouldn't feel too bad traveling from. Yeah. Um, to see my family and stuff. Yeah, so you're kind of trying to stay closer to home. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, are they all in the Midwest, or are they some? Um, like in other places. I mostly. I think I ended up only submitting the Midwest ones, but I was in my primary. I submitted for like thirty places. Oh really? But I didn't. I just didn't end up submitting a lot of them. You know. Whereas this, like the secondary deadlines, do and you just couldn't get to them all. Or? Um, I just. I they also cost a lot, so I was like, you know, um. So is the pri- submitting the primary free then? Or? Uh, the primary also costs some, but not as much. And I was like, you know what? I like I kind of planned on submitting all those secondaries, and I was kind of going through them. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. I'm gonna focus all my energy on the ones I really want to get into, take out some of the reach schools, and um, yeah, like also the it's so competitive but um they really like uw and mcw which is like the medical college of wisconsin they really favor in-state so that and that's kind of where i want to go either of those two so is medical college is that's in milwaukee yeah they're big big campuses milwaukee then they have two smaller ones too where at uh green bay and central wisconsin which i forget oh. i think it's like near marshfield is there a, a, is there a route that you could take where you'd end up at those smaller ones um yeah i didn't apply to them but like for people who are especially considering like um like rural medicine so it's more just like people um they're pretty small class sizes but they and they go kind of like a fast track to primary care and yeah, I guess I'm I'm more f- like considering like a specialty and stuff. So I figured that Milwaukee would probably be more suited to what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We'll yeah. What are you, do you know? What you want to specialize? Like if you got uh, like accepted. Uh. Like you don't have to specialize the first year. Yeah. Right? No, you don't. Um, you kind of get into it. Like I guess. Um, I want to focus on internal medicine, so I think that would be this specialty but then i want to go into like a subspecialty at, for a residency but i don't really know which one i would do i really like rheumatology okay. and um endocrinology is cool things like that like i really like the very systems based um fields with like where you get diseases that kind of affect all sorts of areas because then you have like this more like detective work that you have to do yeah. to make diagnoses um my dad's a rheumatologist but okay um, yeah was, that was the next question yeah. i was gonna ask you do you have like a history of yeah doctors in the family um my dad's the only doctor in my family but he's so he's a rheumatologist and he really enjoys his job um and i've shadowed his partners and i really enjoyed it like and i thought it was like a really really interesting field based on like the one thing that's interesting is like the all the types of diseases you get and how systemic throughout the body they are and then um another nice part is you're you have these patients for a long time so you kind of like get these patients and you can improve their lives a lot which is really cool but what is rheumatology exactly um is that like, like something to do with the lungs um it can be but it's it's um it's about autoimmune diseases and stuff okay. like that. Uh, 
So you get I know, all sorts of things. I know, like, things. rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, from yeah, all yeah. Like commercials. Yeah, and... yeah. That's like one of the most common things. Like someone yeah. like my dad will see. Um, yeah, it's like mostly autoimmune things and like like lupus. Or... Yeah, lupus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how's lupus? Selena Gomez. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Just fun fact. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going for PhD yeah. programs in immunology. Oh, awesome! Which is kind of are, are you trying to go straight to are you trying to go straight to PhD programs right now? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, most of the time for like for medical microbiology, you can kind of just skip the masters. Yeah, which is yeah. I don't know. It, it's a personal preference, but like I've I've, I've done a lot of mm-hmm. these past three years. I've had a lot of. Um, a lot of research experience through a number of labs, so yeah, I I get the feeling that at least out of all the undergrads that I'm competing with for applications, like I'm gonna be one of the top undergrads yeah, in any good. of these programs. I mean, obviously, like a master's, like mm-hmm. if I was like on the committee for accepting people, like I'd pick the master's student every time. So I don't really have yeah. competition against them, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say, like, if they got their master's from, like, a crappy school or, like, kind of a mediocre yeah. school that, like, maybe I'd win out, but, mm-hmm. like, I'd say other than that, like... I'd say it's worth it trying for the PhD program. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, some of the people in my lab went and did that, um, which I thought was cool. The PhD? Yeah, they went and got... Or they're going for PhDs right out of undergrad. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's more common than people think. I th- mm-hmm. think. Yeah. It was a lot it's, more common to get your master's first. But... Yeah, but right now it's like a lot more doable that you that just go to straight into your PhD and stuff. Yeah. The master's you don't get funding for as much either. So yeah. It's just like PhDs. I don't. Also, a lot of people I don't think realize that PhDs usually get funded and you get paid. Mm-hmm. your tuition is free and yeah. you get stipended on top of it because so. I think mostly because my PI told me that like the outlook after after you like get your degree is like not as good compared to like an MD so yeah. like that's why they can that's why they kind of stipend the the like PhD positions but yeah. don't stipend the med school like- because they know after med school you're going to make pretty fat stacks Mm -hmm. the figure you can probably pay pay for it yeah the phds it's i'd say the harder part about phds is you really have to kind of carve out your own path there yeah like yeah we're medical school there's all these all this demand and everything or for doctors and yeah um i figured like i so i kind of considered doing a phd too but I kind of got drawn away from it a little bit, and I figured if I really wanted to do research, I might do it. Because um, I get kind of burnt out, like, if I focus on something too long. I figured if I wanted to do research, I'd either go back for a PhD or I'd um, do some research as an MD. Yeah, which, sometimes, which you can, yeah, yeah, you can, can get funding. But yeah. 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 Um, that's cool. What? Uh, so what does your lab do? so the uh, the the main lab that i'm in studies like the host factor dependencies of rhinovirus so like things that rhinovirus might deem as necessity within the Mm -hmm. cells that it infects oh that's cool so we like 
we, we're kind of messing with these different inhibitors to see like if we inhibit protein i'll just call it like protein x like yeah will it like lead to a decrease in rhinovirus replication levels mm-hmm. and like we inhibited protein x which in this case is it's like a it's like a transcription factor that turns on genes for yeah. fatty acid synthesis within the cell mm-hmm. so we 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 like shut down that protein so that basically the levels of like fatty acid synthesis like the levels levels of fatty acids within the cell are like much lower yeah. than they normally are and then we infected the cells with rhinovirus and like there's basically like no levels of rhinovirus replication yeah which is kind of crazy yeah That's like a, yeah. when you see stuff like that it's like it, it it is like really exciting and we're mm. like kind of trying to wrap our heads around like a mechanism for it because yeah rhinovirus is a non-envelope virus so most like well not most but like some viruses you know like when they'll when they like they call it budding from like cells so they'll infect the cell replicate their genome a ton of times and then they like they put their genome inside this like usually it's a lipid envelope Mm -hmm. and it'll like bud off from the the like membrane of the cell but rhinovirus doesn't do that like it doesn't have the lipid envelope yeah so at first i was like oh it like rhinovirus just needs it for that to just have a ton of lipids around itself but then i realized it's not enveloped mm-hmm. and now we're just down this whole like we're, yeah we're down this out. whole crapshoot to try to figure out like why it would need lipids to replicate and it's just been like this two-year project of us trying to like yeah reveal this mechanism it. yeah which has been it's kind honestly of cool. really exciting yeah yeah i guess um so when you go into your phd and program and whatever do you think you want to kind of stay at least in like a similar like in the similar type of work that you're doing in your lab or do you kind of want to get far away from it yeah that's a good question i think i think i'd i want to do something a little bit i mean honestly that is like very close to what I'd want to be doing. Yeah. A lot of, like... A, a lot of researchers, it's weird for medical microbiology. Like, they... So, I, I like viruses and the immune system a lot. But I yeah. like, like, the interaction between them. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, the interaction between the immune system and viruses, like, can grant a lot of insight into, like, vaccine development and just, like, mm-hmm. understanding... That's for, yeah, yeah, that's That true. interaction yeah. better is, like great but like what i've realized is a lot of a lot of researchers like to kind of bias towards one like they'll be strictly Mm -hmm. strictly study rhinovirus or strictly like study the immune system yeah and not really like take into account like what if we study these together and like maybe looked at both sides of the story to really gain insight so like kind of like an integrated yeah approach i'm I'm kind of trying to do that and like a lot of people in the field aren't doing that Mm -hmm. but like maybe i can i know there's some labs that do it but maybe i could like yeah kind of pave my way into that and just see how that goes it's kind of like what i'm leaning towards right now yeah hopefully wherever you go you find like a good lab that has like ideas similar to that yeah give you some freedom and yeah that's one that's been a big thing i've been looking for to make like a lot of 
a lot of these programs I realize like you can look up like top grad school programs for microbiology or whatever but like it really comes down to like the research so like they might have a, a lot of microbiology research but if it's if it's not research I'm interested in then it's like for me personally there's no reason to apply there yeah you know so naively I thought that I could just go in and look up the top programs and apply to those but then like I realized after I was like checking out the research that I'm like yeah this school is great and I can see that but like it's not what I yeah it's just not, it's not what I want to do now you're you interested yeah. yeah so I, that's been a lot of troubleshooting this semester and apps are due December 1st and I'm yeah. like I'm basically done and it, it's just like it feels really good like like medical schools it's if you're applying to the same type of program, which most of mine are just immunology programs, mm-hmm. like you have your personal statement, your research statement, and yeah. they're basically the same across all the schools. You just kind of have to fine tune it a little bit to each school. Yeah. I totally just had a huge Google doc with all my essays that I was just kind of shaping. Yeah. And with, I, yeah. all kids do that. I know that. Yeah. I know schools know that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. You know? Yeah. And some applications ask me, am I, is this the only school I'm applying to? It's like, no, it's not the only, like, yeah, <laughs> you'd, you'd be crazy to apply to one school yeah. and like, hopefully I hear back. And then if you don't, it's like, yeah. it's a total bummer. You know? like, no, exactly. I, I applied to nine schools, you know, like, yeah. And I, I, I very well know it's like probably half of them, or maybe more than half are probably going to reject me, you know, but you just take what you can get. And yeah, for sure. Hopefully that's, you have yeah, options. That's one of the tri- <laughs> that's another way that it just like really makes it tough to predict where we're gonna be in a year. Especially for people on our tracks like ours. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. And I mean it goes the same way with jobs too though. You, yeah, for sure. You probably apply to all these different places and you like you're kinda in a limbo for a while because you don't really yeah. know. And I, I think that's what like has really been stressing me out this whole semester is cause like just i i knew i had to make like my essays very like up to par because like these essays like weirdly depend on like the next five years of my life in a way yeah for sure kind of crazy to think about yeah put everything into them yeah yeah and i i feel like i did and like now being almost done with like submitting i'm slowly like submitting like one a day you know and yeah Gorgu or whatever his name is is just popping off. And, yeah. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I did everything I could. Yeah. Which is like well, that's the kind of a relief, really, you know. Yeah, I feel like with those, those personal statements, it's like they never feel perfect. It's almost like the more you edit it, the more you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't. Yeah, like this. I feel like I just kind of reach a point where yeah. like. I feel like I crammed everything I wanted to cram in, like all these different values and things about yeah. myself that I believe in. And if they don't like it, then it's like, yeah, you know, that's the best I part tried, about like you know? putting everything into something is like, it's almost less stressful when you put everything into something. Cause you're like, you know what, if, if they don't want my application or if they don't want me there, then it's like whatever can't control it no it, it yeah. totally is because like yeah. it goes the same for like classes too you know mm-hmm. like i know a lot of my friends like not a lot but some of my friends so like they're like you know they have like maybe a b or an a b average and they're yeah. like you know like 
I wish, like, I don't know how people get, like, three nines, you know? It's just, like, I work my butt off, and I, like, try so hard, and I still, like, you know, get Bs over and over, and it's, like, like, yeah, but I, you know, I just asked them, I'm, like, are you, like, are you, like, giving it your all, you know? Yeah. Like, are you doing your personal best? And they're, like, yeah, like, I am. I'm doing everything I can. It's, like, then, like, you should have no trouble, like, sleeping at night, you know? Because it's, like, everyone's different, and yeah it's it's it kind of sucks that school is like competitive based and it's on a curve because like everyone learns <laughs> differently and yeah. learns at different paces you know and it's for sure like, yeah this that's a really hard part about uw it's a very tough very tough classes like competitive with all these people yeah it's like it's really hard to get like like set the curve stuff like that like we have there's like so many random geniuses sprinkled yeah. throughout our class yeah and you know at the end of the day you have no control over that exactly. you know all you can do is just like we said just put forth your best and if you get a yeah. b in the class like i know i i gotta i gotta be in calculus my freshman year and i was like you know i i, I did everything i could i went to tutoring like every day you know yeah. it's just like i barely squeaked by with a b and i was like you know yeah. what I'm, I'm proud of this because i'm not very good at math and yeah i did what i could fair. yeah you know? so yeah it's also like I bet like like I could do so well in these classes that I'm taking, whatever. But then if you, I bet if you stuck me in like an engineering class, I'd be like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a fit thing too. Like sometimes there's just sometimes people's brains just work in different ways, you know. And like now, as we're getting closer to graduation, I'm like realizing it's less about the grade you get and more about especially for people like us, what you do with the content after you graduate. Yeah. Like, are you going to take the class and then just forget it all? Or are you going to, like, you know, med school, you're going to see some of the stuff again. Like, are you going <laughs> to yeah. be able to recall it easily because you were so interested in it and keep yeah keep up with the content? And, like, you know, I think that's what it's all about for me. Cause yeah. I think even, like, just, like, surface-level understanding stuff, if you're interested in it, you're going to remember it so much better. Like, yeah. Like, biochemistry, I'm sure, like, when it comes up again, the parts that I'm going to remember are the parts I was most interested in, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I found it, especially in organic chemistry, because I I disliked old chem a lot. Yeah. But, like, that was, like, a very valuable lesson that I learned when I took that class was... Because the first semester of it, I didn't... I, I like, kind of turned my nose to it, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't like this. Like, I know I don't like this. And, like, I think that... Like, when you keep telling your mind that, it, it keeps, like, your brain just naturally rejects the content, yeah. then, which makes it even tougher to learn. To, like, at least trick yourself to, like, Yeah, it. and yeah. that's what I did, like, the mm-hmm. second semester, I was, like, you know, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be, like, doing the mechanisms or whatever. Yeah. Like, Yo, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> you're, like, sitting the electrons going... <laughs> move, like, that, you know, <laughs> just, going like, crazy. Yeah, just totally, like, making up stuff, but, like... It worked, and I ended up, like, learning a lot more in the second semester, which yeah. was super cool. For sure. But, yeah, so are you, you said you're, you you want to do, like, rheumatology, like, um, or maybe yeah, something the around there. Like, are you a big, like, you, I know you said you're a big, like, systems guy. So, do you, yeah. have you taken, like, physiology? Honestly, I have not. <laughs> so, I've kind of stayed away from Do you think you, like, like that class, probably? Like, with all the systems? I probably would. Like, yeah, the stuff that I really like is, like, um, um, kind of, like, the 
biochemical like mechanisms stuff like that like not the chemical mechanisms but like what you're talking about with your like immunology stuff when you kind of the logic behind why you choose like why am i using this inhibitor this inhibitor like kind of just laying out the chain of different things like i kind of like stuff like that you know like and sometimes those um those like kind of chain reactions of things go throughout different systems throughout the whole the whole body and you see that a lot in like rheumatology and um other like endocrinology like people with diabetes they'll have issues that don't seem like they're related to diabetes but they are because of these huge chains of like you know things that go wrong and then suddenly the next thing goes wrong the next thing goes wrong and i like i feel like there's like a really delicate equilibrium in our bodies yeah and it kind of like it's almost like surprising that more things don't go wrong because you can disrupt something so small oh my gosh yeah, yeah. that's even on the cellular level mm-hmm. and that's kind of why why i like that th- that type of a pr- or like kind of like the internal medicine as a whole type of thing and just knowing all of the different systems because you can there's a lot of room to just like um fix things um throughout the whole body by just finding where something's going wrong yeah it's like i kind of want to be um it's it's more fulfilling to me to be at the end of like a chain of doctors like um so the primary care person they're gonna see all sorts of type of people they're gonna refer them to a bunch of um doctors and it's very important to have the primary care people but um for me kind of funnel them to the yeah special, for me i want to be the guy making the diagnoses which is kind of like it's um kind of an interest thing like i guess i mean are you have you ever like thought about it and been maybe like worried about the pressure of that like because you're Um, equipped with all these different diseases that you know about and you have to be able to like recognize exactly which one yeah i guess that's something that i just like know that i will have to put all my all into and yeah. that's how the pressure goes away and um that's why personally i don't think i really want to be a surgeon um and i think that that would be a different type of pressure that maybe i'm not as equipped to handle but i like kind of like the logical progressions if that makes sense like so i'm also a philosophy major and that's kind of like there's an odd crossover of like kind of ways of thinking that really ties into like internal medicine and like what i've seen when i was shadowing stuff like that Mm -hmm. is what's what's your other major so philosophy and neurobio neuro okay yeah yeah those two actually work together pretty hand in hand yeah it's really interesting like have you had some cool crossovers happen yeah philosophy of mind was an interesting class i took as a sophomore um really think really like understanding it's, it's kind of hard to explain but like the nature of consciousness the mind the body and whether everything is physical or if there's something beyond that um and kind of like i'm kind of losing my train of thought but um when when you start to talk about like the psychology and the neurobio neurobio like about that and you kind of like make these connections between them um you're like the consciousness is dictated by this and you kind of realize that more things are i guess the one of my main takeaways is more things are physical than you think 
like uh like for example like neurotransmitters and emotion like these emotions aren't just things that are like happening that are separate from our bodies they're like very tied to our bodies and like there's this question of whether in philosophy of mind there's this huge question it's whether everything every like phenomena can be or all mental phenomena can be explained in terms of the physical which like seems really weird because there's like these colors that we see and like obviously we can explain like that red is is when we see whatever wavelength of light reflecting but mm -hmm. like there seems to be more than that like we're seeing this color red in our eyes and it's like but it's having an effect on our mind is what yeah, you're saying. yeah yeah so there's like this mental um there's like these things go like there's our thoughts there's like what we're seeing can we explain that itself in terms of physical phenomena and that's like kind of a big question a lot of people say you can't but at the same time some people think you can that that is interesting i've never even taken a neuro course and like i've yeah. always thought about that one of the biggest things for me was like i think it i think a lot in a lot of cases it does like the setting you put yourself in i even think about like the clothes you're wearing like are they like you f you like kind of evaluate every portion of your body like mm -hmm. is any part uncomfortable because if it is like i feel like that has even like a micro yeah a micro setting on like your overall mood you know like if if, if, yeah, if your shirt is kind of itchy like i feel like that might throw your mood off just a little yeah. bit that you would never like be able to pick up on but it yeah does, it'd you know? be interesting because like obviously you wouldn't get the funding for things like that but you could like figure out like um the relation between whatever neurotransmitters or whatever are happening when you are uncomfortable and what and whatever reaction that might have with your brain and it's like can we explain this completely physically and i don't know i tend to like my intuition says that we can but yeah. at the same time we have like all these subjective experiences that we seem to make judgments on and we can wonder whether that's all physical or if there's something else working there yeah yeah well i know i even know like mcdonald's for example i think they use like yellow and red because it's yeah. it like stimulates hunger in some way yeah which is interesting i i know i've heard that before and like i even personally for me like i'm always considering like who i spend time with mm -hmm. because that after all i think i'm i'm like a pretty extroverted person so i like I like find energy f from being with other people and like and it uh, and you know that energy is is sometimes dependent on that other person so like if the, as that person is like very negative yeah you know i'm i'm like a hundred percent believer that like i constantly hang out with negative people like i i'm like subconsciously or consciously going to be like kind of steered towards a more negative mindset mm -hmm. so i always like question that and make sure that i'm not like putting myself in a situation where like yeah. ultimately sometimes you have to for like people you really got to be there for but like yeah and like yeah and like my behavioral neuroscience we kind of talked about stuff like that like like the like a common thing like in psychology that you hear about is like mirror neurons like when you um when someone else is doing something um and you do it you'll kind of feel like a specific part in your brain that kind of corresponds to them and like there's like weird thing, things oh, you can I've do to like trick your mind before. yeah but then there's like I've, I've heard that like when you when you like like someone 
you like naturally do that yeah yeah and there's like do you know like anything did you kind of learn about it a little bit um what did you say it does it like i was just thinking of mirror neurons with actions like kind of thing with actions it definitely does like how like the monkey see monkey do type thing but then also with like i i think we kind of talked about like how you there's definitely like a subconscious type of things going on in your brain when you're evaluating someone's mood and how and their actions and i'm sure that definitely like activates the parts in your brain that kind of go through the same thing like if someone's someone's being really negative um they're gonna have like negative things going on in their brain in specific areas you're making judgments that this person's negative and in those areas that you feel negative they're probably going off a little bit too things like that Mm. it's yeah that's a pretty like vague explanation but but like there's a lot there seems to be a lot of like um pairing between brain areas that um that you evaluate others doing something and then the brain areas of your that go off when you do that same thing things like that like there's like connections between them and um it's interesting yeah that (laughs) is i think neurobio is like one of the like out of all the different systems in the body i feel like the brain is yeah like the system that we know least about Mm -hmm. like i feel like we do know a decent amount but there's still so much that yeah i don't think we exactly know what's going on it's kind of what i went into um college definitely that's kind of like why i chose neurobio yeah were you always set on pre-med um because i know you said yeah i like i started i was like you know i'm probably gonna do pre-med but i i definitely like opened up my options i kind of explored other things but i concluded that i wanted to stick with pre-med um but yeah i I really got into neuroscience and stuff because of that because i thought the brain was really interesting it's kind of the same reason i got into philosophy too because i thought thinking was interesting and um yeah so i guess another specialty that would be interesting two other specialties neurology and psychiatry would also be cool which is very different yeah. from rheumatology. Yeah, honestly. that's yeah. Neurology can be pretty s- systemic, but psychiatry is a lot different. Is neurology and neurobiology are those? As far as I know, they're the same. They're thing. one and the same. I, okay. I mean, I I've always wondered the same thing. And yeah. It's like I've pretty much seen it inter like interchangeably. Yeah. But generally, like i feel like neuroscience tends to be more broad like you can that includes like psychology stuff like behavioral neuroscience while neurobiology you're probably focusing more on like neurons and glia and stuff like that yeah but yeah i've, I've always found that stuff pretty interesting since yeah. college i i know i'm probably i'm definitely biased i'm not even gonna say probably because i am <laughs> but immunology is like i think aside from from the brain is one of like the most complex systems in the body yeah, i agree for sure like, yeah and that, that's i'm like you like i love like regulation and systems like yeah. that so i think that's why i like it a lot yeah and for me it's like it's like i think it's so complicated i talk about this in my personal statement for my grad mm-hmm. apps but just because i think a lot like a lot of people have the concept that like when when you're young you're like taught that like the immune system, like, 
defends yeah. against invaders and stuff like that, and it like totally does, but it's so much more complicated. Yeah, because like the key concept is like I think of it as like a like you can think of it as like a castle back in like medieval times. You know, they have all these walls and stuff up, and let, let's just say like me and you are like the the owners of this castle, and we have yeah. like gates up, and we're like guarding the castle, and someone comes up and like they claim they want like food and they're that they like know someone in the castle like we have to make the determination like Mm -hmm. like a is this person you know is this is this person actually like saying what they are like it do do we actually know them like is this person safe like should we let them in or or will there be like consequences associated and like if we catch them lying like what do we do to stop them to make sure they don't get in the castle yeah. you know so it's kind of like in like the immune system is really key and like i guess what i'm trying to get at and like do we engage like x bacteria or do we leave it be because like everyone yeah. knows about like the, the like the healthy bacteria in your gut like able mm-hmm. to break down food like one of the big questions i had like my sophomore year when i like kind of found out more about the microbiome was like okay like all those guys are there but the immune system just knows to not like mess with them and kill yeah. them i'm just like that makes no sense to some me some sort of like equilibrium or something yeah like i mean that. that that is extremely complicated because like isn't yeah i mean you even look at e coli like some of some of the e coli is non-pathogenic and then some of it is pathogenic like mm-hmm how how do how do your immune cells differentiate between those two i mean that's that's something that's like i just find like extremely fascinating yeah it's just yeah i guess like what we both seem to like is this just like mechanistic like yeah explanation oh yeah that's that's yeah that's really what i like too it's it just i don't know why it just like makes sense to me you know yeah i don't i don't know if you ever had this in your high school classes where you like learn you were like learning bio and then they're like they go into this one system they're like even like i don't know do you remember learning like cell respiration yeah in high school and they like go into it and then like they like drastically oversimplify it because they think it's like too complicated for us and then they're like yeah there's like a bunch more to it but like it's like beyond the scope Mm -hmm. of the course like that that was like the worst thing for me i was like Okay, so there's more to it, but you're not going to, like, tell yeah. me? Like, I almost feel like I have a way harder time understanding it if they don't give the full yeah. picture. Because, like, you don't have those things to, like... You don't have that, like, stepping... Th- it's kind of like how people me- remember things by, like, painting, like, a mental picture of, like, wa- of a... Like, a... It's like a mental castle or whatever. You walk, you walk through each thing. If you don't have those connections with all the mechanisms and stuff... It's way harder to remember the whole picture. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And yeah. it's like, I, I've even noticed this with like intro level classes, like that I'm taking at co- like at the collegiate level and I'm just like, like I expect the full explanation. And then they're like, well, there's actually more to it, but we're, we're not going to test you on that. And it's just like, dude, like, I, and like for most students, they're like, you know, they're throwing a party. They're like, woo, we don't have to learn it. Like, this yeah. is awesome. But for me, it's like, I, I think that's just, like, the inner, like, you know, whatever is in me, just, like, just, ve- I'm just, like, a very curious person, and, like, yeah. I'm always, like, you know, maybe going up after class and being, like, so, like, 
can you explain the full thing or do I like like do you know somewhere where I can like figure out the full thing because it's just like ridiculous you know because yeah I like knowing like the nitty-gritty little details I guess yeah just yeah it's definitely like this like feeling like if there's something there that isn't understood I feel like there's it's like a disconnected chain and just needs to like especially for me to remember it for something I just need to know yeah yeah that, that's one thing about, like, I was always kind of iffy about research, like, going in, like, I kind of, like, knew I was into it, but I was like, eh, do, am I going to like the writing out portion of it? Yeah. Am I going to like, like you said, like, just focusing on one thing for, like, X amount of years, you know, it could be, like, mm-hmm. up to, like, four or five years, maybe, you know, and I got I guess I've kind of, I don't know if I've realized that, like, to do what I want to do, I'm going to have to do that. So I just kind of like accepted that fact or, or if I have actually like throughout over the years, like really like learned to love yeah the like aspect of research, but either way, like and the cool thing about like um, immunology and stuff is there's just so much going on that like there's so much to think about that I feel like even if you are focusing on one thing, it's one very complicated picture. Yeah. And it's like a a work that you're going to spend a lot of time on, but you're kind of accomplishing a lot. I don't know. And not like, yeah. like like you said, I feel like you that's what's so cool about it is that like you can like hone in on one thing, but you like I think a lot of problems with these this research that's going on right now that like I'm not going to say I'm going to, like, revolutionize the field or anything, but I think I have this, like, different mindset than most people in that, like, you can't just, like, focus on just the virus Mm -hmm. or just the immune system. Like, you have to, like, and I get there's much more to know if you focus on both systems, but, like, that, like, that is something you need to do. Like, otherwise you're not, you're not going to get the full picture, like you're saying. Yeah, I feel like they're, yeah, that's kind of a cost of, like, how competitive different places are like they're not gonna have like a collaboration as much between different fields or different like sub sub fields you know like yeah it's a lot i feel like it's a lot more productive for humanity if you kind of bring everything together yeah and that's why we probably need people who are going to just specifically focus on tying things together yeah and that's one thing i'm really trying to focus on more and it, it like you like like you said, it is kind of, I think what you're getting at, like, is, like, I, I think, like, with some of the funding sources yeah. and strings, like, they're really, they're, like, really, really, poli- like, there are a lot of politics that go into Yeah, that. for like, sure. So, like, at least for my field, like, how it works is the government, you know, sets aside X amount of money for this specific research and then all these researchers compete for this funding usually by the NIH yeah and you have to compete for like grants through the NIH and like but the committee that like gives out this grant funding is like very I would say like very biased to like the experts on the field or the so-called experts like what do you need to be an expert yeah. of the field you just you need to know everything there is to know about the field which is like you just read a bunch of papers, like, you get educated on the field. Like, anyone can be an expert just because you've been in the field for, at least mm-hmm. for me, how I see it. Like, just because you've been in the field five years doesn't mean, like, 
you know more than someone who've, who's read all the papers mm-hmm. you have but has only been in the field for one year, you know? Yeah, and there's also this, like, thing where one of my professors for that class that ended really early, he's really cool, is he was, like, he brought in his paper or his poster for whatever his lab is working on, and he's like, I'm going to have you guys all critique this because when you work on such a specific thing for so long, you can get tunnel vision and you can, like, you, you can almost become less smart than someone who is just evaluating something from its whole, yeah. who, is, who is fresh in the field. And that's, yeah, I guess there's definitely, like, there's there can be downsides to being in that field for so long. Be, being that expert, you kind of can lose track of the whole picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And, yeah, I mean, that's one, one thing that I've seen my my PI kind of struggle with to get funding sometimes is cause like she's trying to get into like, she is kind of like at the interface, like mm-hmm. I was, you know, between immune system and pathogen. And it's like, mo- most of the reviewers don't like that because like, for like, for example, if I like, if I'm like competing for, to study like E. coli, for example, like mm-hmm. if, if I'm strictly an E. coli researcher, like odds are I'm going to know more than the person who wants to study E. coli in the context of the immune system. Yeah. So what I've been seeing is a lot of the times the funding will go to that person who like strictly studies E. coli because it's like, Mm. quote unquote, they know more than like the other person. Yeah. And I feel like it's easier to get funding if you have those like hyper specific research questions that are just like, they're just so like niche almost yeah. it's just, like very specific because they know you're going to get results but you're you're going to get results but they're probably not going to be as meaningful if yeah you, if you... and, that, and that's ultimately what matters right like yeah. it's, i think that's such a problem in today's like society is like yeah okay so the hyper specific question is going to get favored but it's like how much is that really how are people going to be able to tie that in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't reference it with something else. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important to like keep in, yeah, even included in like papers and stuff, like keep in mind, like the, um, maybe like the therapeutic, like aspect of it of like, what, what can this research accomplish? What's the point of doing this? And yeah. that's, I guess that's a way to get funding too. Yeah. If they believe you. Yeah. Yeah, Just the relevance of it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's very true. Yeah. I I wanted to ask you like what your thoughts are on the current like medical scene in America as you're like kind of geared up because like, I mean, or just like knowing that if you're going to go into like a sector like this, how much like how much time you're going to be dedicating every week, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I always I mean, like to get like medical students' perspectives. Yeah, on I mean, students. for the last question, um, I definitely believe in a work-life balance, and I think there's a way to do medicine while still having a life outside of it. You think so? It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely possible. I think my dad does a decent, good, decent enough job on it, and I can see how he could do better. And I think I could probably manage, especially if I choose the right specialty that I really like and I can accomplish efficiently. How much does he work per week? Would you say? He, um. It's hard to say. He works pretty much like, like wake up at six. He probably works like from eight to. Growing up, he worked from like eight to five almost every day. But like, so it's a, it's a lot. And then you have dictations at night. So that's like a What's lot. What's that? It's where you have to. 
he did he didn't type in like um his notes or he type in notes but he wouldn't type in like the because i don't really know how to describe it, but it's like you have to type in certain things for each patient and um if you don't do them during the visit then you have to do them at night and mm. a lot of people don't want to do them during the visit because they can't pay as good attention to the patient and just so it's probably good to put them off but um i think that um especially with technology they'll probably make it so dictations aren't such a hassle and stuff like that so i think work-life balance will be a little bit easier to achieve and i know there's a lot of like places you can work that are better about it now like that mm. kind of care a lot more about doctors work-life balances you can get half days off stuff like that that's something i definitely value um and about the whole thing about like thinking about um medicine in america i think there's i mean there's so many flaws in it and i guess personally <laughs> i kind of i kind of want to make a difference like there's i, I want to be more than just a doctor too i kind of i'm interested in working um to fix health disparities too which is something i kind of want to explore in medical school because i don't know i mean i know what a health disparity is and stuff like that but i don't know as much how to solve them and that's kind of uw is really good for that because they have a they're like very much tied in with public health so what do you mean by health like more like certain patients getting treatment so yeah so like others? barriers to access yeah. for certain patients and then also like certain patients aren't getting as yeah getting it as high quality care once they're in and i think there's like for example like the reason that mcw has a green bay campus and a central wisconsin campus to turn out these rural doctors is because people in rural america there's just way less doctors per person so like they have to travel super far if they even want can get care so they tend to not get as get care as much then also there's problems with insurance and stuff and like it's just like it can be hard to get a doctor <coughs> so i'm interested in kind of working towards some of those problems if i get the chance to and um yeah so I, I don't know, I might do an MPH too while well, I'm master's in public health, but I guess I'll see whatever, what, what, how demanding that is. But yeah, um, there's, I, I th think that being a doctor now is like, it can be, a, there can be a lot of sacrifices, obviously going to school for more years and then like the demands of work, especially in a, like where there's so few doctors or like they need so many more doctors that people are probably going to tend to work a lot more hours to make up for it <clears throat> and i think that it's kind of one of those things where just have to be like so be it um, i want to be a doctor where like um because obviously it's like you make a lot as a doctor but you could make a lot more if you go and do something like investment banking or something but does the world really need more investment bankers so there's kind of like a um so one of the re one of the big reasons i want to be a doctor is more for like ethics or like kind of like a purpose type reason like i i really just want to make an impact you know so however i can do that the most effectively is what i want to try to figure out during med school mm -hmm. and find a job that fits me the best yeah yeah no, I, That's my I, 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 yeah. I get that. I think, 
I think I'm kind of similar to that too where like I I know that like the outlook on the other side of a PhD you know sometimes doesn't always look as good for pay and stuff like that but just realizing that like what you do is directly going to have like an impact on people's life is like yeah really gratifying you know yeah that's something that I definitely look for I mean if if mm -hmm. I didn't if I didn't care what I wanted to do like I would I would have just went for business I mean (coughs) yeah exactly easy you know that's and like I'm not like I'm not trying to like throw shade on the business people like no I feel like they like what I was doing was I was following like something that I was really like I really liked like really like personally and like for me that's like the immune system and like immunology but for like i mean it's different for everyone you know like Mm -hmm. for for, like i I genuinely hope that like the business people going to school for business like genuinely like it you know and it's just like just so happens that like yeah the capitalistic market like you know favors business favors to make more Mm -hmm. money on the other side like yeah at least definitely relative to schooling like yeah yeah and like i um in philosophy i um i'm in this ethics class i really like um we talked about effective altruism and like so effective altruism is just like how can we do the most good for the um how can we like reasonably do as much good for the world as we possibly can and like effective like people who are effective altruists will genuinely buy into that they'll try to do as much world do as much good as they can and just like actually an interesting debate whether like because you could so you could be a doctor or a researcher some people say what whichever is better and then you could also be a you could be an investment banker or something make as much money as possible and then donate a ton of it and it's like kind of wondering whether that's as it's kind of an interesting question like yeah, whether that's that a, as ethical as I don't know. There's a lot of different questions in that, but it's cool. Yeah, I think the key difference for me is that like you totally could do that, but for me it's <coughs> like I I guess I want to be, I guess indirectly your money is a part of like driving that research, but like yeah, I want to be a part of that. Like I think that's super yeah, cool exactly. to be like, because I I just like the aspect of like, you know, like I said, you you're reading this and. I think that's why research is so cool to me because you're reading this paper, you're reading this thing, and there's no like, oh, this is beyond the scope of the course. Like, this is the beyond the, the scope of the course is the edge of knowledge that we know about this topic. Yeah, there's definitely like that edge there. It's like, and it's like that's a really cool. It's like not like, oh, if I take another course, like I can, I can learn more about this. Like, no, if you want to like learn more, like. Mm-hmm. You have to design the experiments to figure out what's yeah. going on. It's definitely right. not for everyone either. Yeah. Say, yeah. Well, yeah, you have to have an incredible yeah. amount of patience, which yeah, I think, I don't know if I necessarily have now, but I'm sure I'll learn that throughout yeah. grad school just because yeah, research kind of is just slow, you know? Yeah, I kind of have this picture of, like, clinical research in medicine is, like, there's this edge of knowledge and, like, the researchers, the PhDs and stuff are, like, pushing that edge further and it's allowing like the doctors and people to like pull further from that ed- like from knowledge you know what i mean yeah which is kind of cool yeah and it, it's kind of unfortunate because i feel like a lot of times doctors like medical doctors and like research doctors don't exactly like yeah. get along or see eye to eye all the time which is like unfortunate yeah. whether it, 
it's like the egos of one of the two parties or i don't i don't know what it yeah. is well, sometimes like, yeah doctors don't want to keep learning when the best the best doctors will keep learning to maximize i mean they'll provide better care if they know more stuff and while if, if research is always expanding then a doctor's mind should also always expand yeah that's a good point and i feel like I mean, I can't, I guess, I, like, it's hard for me to blame the doctor in that situation yeah. because, you know, they're already doing so much by, mm-hmm. like, helping these patients, but, like, you know, if you know that, like, doing your research, like, by, like, reading research articles and, and the, like, yeah. how it, what a doctor should be doing would, like, maybe even help, like, the outcome of patients more, it's, like, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it makes it a lot more work for the doctor, but, like... Yeah, that's why, it, I mean, it would be a lot more, like, feasible if there are a lot more doctors, and, like, maybe doctors would see patients four four days a week, the other, or maybe it's, like, split, like, five days, but, like, a couple half days. Maybe they dedicate the rest of their time to, st- like, studying research yeah. and stuff like that, working on improvement, which... I feel like you're right. I feel like there might be, like, a disparity there, just because how much we overwork doctors as is like yeah i'm like i'm 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 sure that they're already overwhelmed by all the patients and paperwork they have to deal with yeah it's like and then you throw on like yeah hey make sure you're like staying updated on on your field so you know like no new treatments and stuff like yeah it's kind of like a double whammy there oh gosh yeah i couldn't imagine that yeah so i i guess interestingly enough you theoretically you could if you hire more doctors, you can have better doctors too, which you'd think yeah. you'd think that you hire all these doctors, they're not gonna be as smart. But if you if they're if they have more time to, you know, get smarter, then then you'll have smarter doctors. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think there's like <laughs> some there's some like fundamental problem problem with like the medical field right now. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like yeah I feel like throughout our lifetime that we might see like some sort of change i think it has to do with like you know like special interests like doctors trying to make money you know greed is a big factor and pharmaceutical companies a big factor yeah it's important to not let them buy you you know yeah because yeah doctors will over prescribe all sorts of stuff if they have money in their pockets yeah can those can those do you know if those companies can like directly pay the doctors I, don't, I mean i don't think they can do that but they can they can probably like fund like um practices i don't i don't really know exactly how that works but i know that or if like you prescribe our pill or drug like we'll yeah maybe the we'll give you some sort of yeah the more you prescribe i'm guessing the more the company probably pays the practice Stuff, stuff like that. Like, yeah. I don't exactly know the connections. It's like shady, like... But I know there's shade Loosely there. tied things yeah. like that, yeah. Like, there's definitely, like... Or at least there's... Yeah, there's definitely, like... Um, some, it, like, influence there. Like, ph- that pharmaceutical companies have over what is prescribed and what isn't. Yeah. Which, I, in my opinion, there shouldn't be any influence whatsoever there. It should be completely based on what's helping yeah whatever (coughs) Uh, that isn't always the case yeah 
And just the, the the entrance of medical doctors too is pretty flawed from what I've heard, right? I mean, like, yeah. is it something it is. like there's more people entering, but like the number of the number of like open doctor spaces aren't really increasing for um, some reason? Like, it's kind of I'd like, say there's the a number lot of residency open... positions aren't increasing, or like yeah, something's off, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say like there's not enough medical position or like medical medical school positions and residency positions for how many doctors are needed the demand is there for doctors but there's some board that like won't like is preventing yeah the expansion of residencies for some reason right yeah i don't know exactly like the specifics but i know for a fact they could definitely use more residencies more medical schools um just to turn out more doctors but people are worried that then you won't get as quality of doctors, but I think you will. Um, you'll just, you'll still have good, good, good doctors. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. But like, yeah, there's a reason that, um, medical schools won't increase their class sizes. It's because they think that the doctors won't, or the people won't get as good of educations when they probably would be fine. That's really interesting. Do you, do you know, you, I'm sure you're like familiar with the general like time, timeline for like like road to doctor (laughs) yeah like i guess i think i have a general idea of it but you like could you like break it down kind of so um if you're trying to be okay so you start you go to you apply to medical school you go for four years generally um then kind of by the end you kind of decide whether you want to apply to residency in internal medicine or like general surgery things like that like kind of like these big specialty distinctions that there's still a lot of subspecialties within them and then yeah so so let's just say like you want like you know you want to be like a rheumatologist um so then you'd yeah you'd like so you apply to med school and then like you'd apply to an internal medicine residency then okay Um, what about med school is like uh, so is it like is it like undergrad just like on steroids and specific to <laughs> can, medicine I I, I I from what it seems like yeah it can be because you you like i mean the first two years are mostly studying and tests and the second two years are right. mostly clinical and yeah there's some pretty Where you're like shadowing people and yeah stuff like, shadowing like, working working and all that stuff like you, you're not like diagnosing patients at that point um right? no i mean you probably are like doing some like service and whatever and helping patients but you're probably not like being their primary care provider i mean you might be but so essentially those four years are a critical kind of like an undergrad when you're applying to med school like mm-hmm. those four years in med school are critical to like build your resume for your yeah residency or, yeah yeah um yeah, which is interesting because now they're they're finding that the, like the tests in medical medical school are just so stressful and sometimes bullshit that um, they're starting to not grade them, and like they're just doing pass fail and stuff like that, huh. and, like which is interesting. So, but so it's kind of raises the question like, how are they determining who gets what residency? And I'm guessing it's probably more based on interviews and whatever, but. So you apply to residency in whatever like area specialty um, you match you kind of like prior like you 
rank some schools that you want to go to they rank you and you there's like this big match day thing where they where you figure out where you're going and that i believe residency is usually two years um where you're doing rotations with specific with a specific like department or with departments within your specialty like internal medicine you might have the opportunity to see rheumatologists like a cardiologist um i forget if neurologist i think neurologist stuff like that all all the different internal medicine you'll have opportunities then you kind of pick what you want to focus on and then after that you, you can do a fellowship in a specific subspecialty for another two years and that's when you can become something as special sub like a subspecialty like a rheumatologist and if you want to if you want to stop um studying after residency then you can just become like um an internist like you can just do general internal medicine and be like a primary care provider okay but yeah you, which is still pretty difficult but if you want to specialize you go like another two, two years. years yeah so that's like eight about eight years sometimes more sometimes less um yeah that's tough <laughs> <laughs> and then you probably take some sort of exam or something yeah yeah fun. like different like they i'm sure they have different ways to test you once you're at that point but then you after your fellowship you pretty much get hired that's crazy man yeah it's, i mean like it's kind of you kind of just have to accept the fact that you're not going to be just like working it's just more like school is your work like I mean, I, there are ways to like make money while you're in residency and everything there's like forget the word for it but i know my dad did it where you like just work um in the hospital basically it's like a almost like a nurse but more not a nurse but like a you just kind of I forget. You, you just kind of work in the hospital, yeah. like at like night shifts and stuff. And you mm -hmm. can, and then I'm sure there's like scholarships or stuff like that that you can kind of stay afloat with. And um, but yeah, I think like a lot of people have the mindset they're like four years of school, it's enough. I'm gonna get out of here. And I guess the like if uh, to go into medicine um, with those influences in mind like you just kind of have to think of the all the school that you're about to, that you're going into as your job like your your job is to learn all these things yeah. especially thinking about the end goal you're trying to be the best doctor you can be so this that learning is your job in my opinion like yeah um, i oh, man i don't i don't know how to feel about that cuz yeah how do you how do you feel like do you do you are you kind of like looking back on undergrad and just like, I'm so glad I'm done, you know? Like, are you, uh, you kind of burnt out? Like, how are you feeling after? I don't these know. Four? I don't know. I wish I could take more interesting classes. Like, um, I, I don't think I'm burnt out on undergrad itself. Um, what really burnt me out was MCAT studying. <laughs> That's yeah. what I say. But um, I'm really enjoying learning like philosophy and stuff right now but i guess it, it is nice to be almost done with undergrad um it's definitely like i'm looking at medical school like this like beast that's in front of me like something scary but i think 
hopefully, I mean, I de- like I think I'm interested enough in the stuff that once I get into it, it's going to be like, this is my job. I'm going to do it. And I, I mean, it is really impossible to know because you don't, yeah, you don't exactly know how much. I mean, you hear like stories about like the insane amounts of content you have to learn in like yeah. such a short amount of time. But yeah, I say it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Like, the, <laughs> like the first lecture you go to at medical school, it's like Do they just throw so much stuff. Yeah, at you? yeah. Which I don't know. I I found it like not too difficult to like kind of absorb information personally um especially if it's taught in a good way so i'm hoping that that applies to medical school as well yeah especially if it's like mechanistic like we yeah yeah if it works like pick up on that stuff i feel like your mind kind of has to be equipped for that if you want to go exactly yeah for medicine yeah i agree i think yeah and i'm i'm guessing a lot of people in research and people in medicine probably think relatively similar it's just depending on what your goals are and whether you want to see people or not see people but i mean as you could do clinical research and deal with people too mm-hmm. so i don't know i i've just so many of our friends i feel like are like i'm so glad to just be yeah done. yeah like, and it's I'm just, like i don't know i'm just not like that i don't know if like yeah. that's the phd side of me or just like exactly like, what it is but like sure like i will 100 percent agree that those like general classes like i despise like I'm yeah in physics right now and i i just like Oh, man, I try to use, like, my, you know, the trick I learned in OCHEM to just, like, appreciate it, but, like, it's just it's the hard format to... of the class, yeah. like, is just terrible. Like, the, I just, the teachers, I, like, I'm not going to say they're terrible, because I, I don't know, just in my opinion, <laughs> like, researchers. I just do not like them. Like, I just think their, teach, their teaching style just does not match with my learning style at all. Yeah, that's and how just, I feel like, about physics. Just makes it so much more difficult, but, like. I'm, like, excited. People are like, yeah, like, are you going to, like, take a gap year before grad school? And I'm like, no. Dude. Like, I'm, like, I'm like ready to learn about my field, you know? Like, yeah. I've taken, like, a couple of general immunology classes, but, like, I'm ready to just, like, yeah. go, like, full nerd and just, yeah, like, the applied stuff is stuff. better anyways. It's, yeah. like, yeah. It's almost, like, finally, we're yeah, we're done with the, this general stuff. Yeah. That, but, and that was not all interesting. Now I can focus on the stuff that is interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think for people who want to just learn, then it's not that bad to just keep studying, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I could see how it's appealing to just go and get a job, make some money though. Yeah. Personally, I guess it's just not for me. Oh, and I I know, I know that you can still learn at your job and stuff, but like, I'm, I'm really like, Another reason I really find research and even like I guess an MD would be appealing too is just like that I've never really realized that that it, like a doctor kind of has to keep up with the research too but like mm-hmm. you're li- you're living a life like dedicated to learning which I really like yeah that's exactly what everyone says <laughs> you know like yeah. y- you said you're worried about like if you run into research like getting burnt out on focusing on one topic a yeah. lot and like I could see that happening but like. Like, you can always, like, read papers kind of, like, similar to your field, but that aren't, like, exactly the same. And, I like, I've, like, really recently, like, learned to, like, really enjoy, like, reading, like, research papers, which some people are just going to find that crazy, I think. Yeah, I I either... It depends on the research paper. I feel like I either hate it or I love it. It's, like, it depends on what, what... If it interests me, but there's certain research papers that, like, 
I mean, at the height of my MCAT studying, like when I was just drinking so many cups of coffee yeah. every day, I was in, I was kind of enjoying like the random articles that I'd have to read to answer questions on. Yeah. But yeah, that it's probably this that same like mechanistic type um, focused mind is that those research articles really hit on that where they kind of like you start to see like the skeleton of it and the logic, the logical progression that goes into this research. Yeah, That's, you're totally right. You start yeah. kind of seeing patterns. So, like, mm-hmm. the figures are kind of set up. Like, the first couple are always, like, supporting the general baseline yeah. hypothesis. And then, like, as you go further into the paper, like, it kind of builds on those simpler hypotheses yeah. to make, like, more advanced findings. Yeah, That's the secret to the MCAT, too, in my opinion. Once you, you just read so many research articles, you understand how they work. And <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that what they, did they test you on that stuff? Um, like, would you have to read research of, articles? Yeah, a lot of the, they were like, a lot of them were like review type things, but a lot of them were also pretty re- researchy. And the questions on the MCAT would be like, for the, especially for the bio and biochem stuff, they'd be pretty like, um, mechanistic like research type things where where i my strategy which i ended up not actually doing on the test because i was so panicky but i would write out like arrows i'd be like this causes this causes this causes this and it's like and then i put an arrow like this inhibits this blah blah blah. and there was a lot of that type of thought process like going on in the Mm -hmm. mcat and i think that was honestly good that they test that because that's it it is a pretty good test of interest to um which interestingly that's that's kind of why i like philosophy to um i don't know you probably haven't taken a logic course but um the logic like the logic courses are basically just a complete like skeleton of that where like um you have if a then b blah blah blah, a therefore b stuff like that like but you'll get like all these more complicated more complicated logic puzzles and it's really like research without the words and the findings yeah Yeah. that's really cool yeah and you kind of see the basis of it and that's that's kind of what got my mind like going on that stuff like the just what the logical skeleton of everything Uh uh-huh for sure well i think uh i think that just about does it yeah thanks uh, all right yeah thanks for coming on i guess is there is there anything else you'd like to slip in before the end of the episode uh, you know i don't know maybe, maybe sometime or... uh recommendation maybe sometime we should uh do like uh concert podcast you know what i mean like what does that mean or like me and charles would play like a concert you know through your podcast oh, yeah, we didn't even get to talk about that oh yeah you just yeah. started your own band kind of oh thing. yeah we all will talk about that sometime and yeah. we can do like our yeah that would be cool yeah like a concert series <laughs> would you guys be talking or playing or? you know maybe both would it's a, we could do it's a little a bit both, little chat a little chat and like, be some, like let the music kind of like those you know those like uh spotify like uh radio things where you'll have like a talk and then like a song talk song yeah. It'd be kind of cool that would like, be cool i'm not structure. sure how one i'm not sure how yeah. one mic would deal with yeah, you know, it's mean, <laughs> just fine with crappy audio quality. Yeah, no, I, I'm just joking, but like, it, it's yeah, that'd be kind of cool though. I think it would be fun. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look into that. 
But all right. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate yeah. it. Grogu, baby. Let's go. Yeah. There's a new tire. Alright. Alright. Sweet. See you guys. This is Ethan. <laughs>